Nedarim Daf Kafbet. We last started the third parak of Masechet Nedarim, talking about the four vows that Chachamim said are not really vows; they're just nonsense words. The first one was um, uh, the vows of motivation, where the buyer and seller they didn't really mean what they were saying. And we saw that according to Rav Aser, when someone comes for Hatar uh, Nedarim. We don't start by asking him if he regrets it. And we saw a whole bunch of uh, Amoraim who do start with regret. And with that, we're going to start Kafbet Amud Aleph. Three lines in where it says, The son of the daughter of Rabbi Anai Sabah, the older one. He came to his grandfather, Rabbi Anai Sabah, to allow his vow. And Amal then, Rabbi Anai Sabah told him, if you knew that when you make a vow, Betin Shemala opens up uh, the book about you and see what's going on with you. They calculate, they start uh, seeing what you do, what you don't do, how you behave. Minadat, would you vow? So the grandson told him, Lo, I never would have made that uh, vow if if I would have known that in the Shemayim they opened my books. And uh, I'm not, no, no, I never would have said that. And Amar Rabbi Abba Me'ekera, from which pasuk do we know, like Rabbi Anai, that in the Shemaim they open the books when someone vows? Because it says in Mishleh, Ve'achar nedarim lebaker. After someone vows, they look into his actions. Because, like when you check a korban, it means to check into something. Ve'afagav de'patach Rabbi Anai le. Even though Rabbi and I opened up with, and it came to the grandson, all these the things that go on in Shemaim, Anan lo When someone comes to us, we don't open up with the whole Shemaim thing. Very simply, because it could be a president going to be embarrassed in front of the rabbi to say that he didn't care what goes on Shemaim when he made the vow. Could be Rabbi Anai knew his grandson, and okay, he asked him that, and it could be he knew his grandson's going to be honest. But it could be the average person might not be honest when it comes to something like this. And based on that, we don't open up with a different type of opening. With what did Rabban Gamliel open up the Hataran Darim to that old man? Yesh bote kemad kerot harev ulshon hachamim marpe. Someone opens his mouth and it's like stabbing with a sword, and the words of the hachamim heal. And the perush is kol habote raule dokoro beherev. Anyone who opens up his mouth and vows, it's really befitting to poke him with a sword. Ela, the shon hachamim marpe, the tongue, the mouth, the words of the tamidah hachamim, when they do atanet darim, that heals a person from the punishment where they should have received with the sword. Meaning, Rabban Gamliel would scare people to say that, you know, if you make vows, you're supposed to get stabbed by a sword. Aren't you scared? And we, we don't do that to people. And here's another thing we don't open up with. We don't open with the following. The tanya, Omer. If a person vows, it's as if he's building a backyard mizbeach. You're only allowed to build a mizbeach in the Beit HaMikdash area. And the Ran explains, the person thinks he's doing a mitzvah by building a backyard mizbeach, but it's not true. The Torah set a place for it, 
and there's a time and place to do everything, and this uh, and the person who builds the backyard mizbeach, he's changing the law. Same thing over here. The Torah gave you Yisurim, what you can and cannot do, and he's adding, that's why it's as if he built a, a mizbeach in the backyard. A person who does what he vowed, it's as if you gave a korban on it. So Rabbi Natan would scare people and say, listen, you made a vow, it's like you, get, you built a mizbeach. Are you interested in that? And the person would say no. He would regret the vow and they would annul it. So in that first part, with a person making the vow, it's like a mizbeach. The second part being a person actually keeping the vow, and that's like giving korban on it. So Beresha, Patina, the Gemara explains, that first part where it's as if you built a mizbeach, we do tell it to a person to try to scare him. Besefa, but the second part of Rabbi Natan said that if a person kept the vow, then it's as if he gave a korban on that backyard mizbeach. Abaye Amar Patchinan. Abaye says you could use that, and this therefore like scare a person and, uh, to have regret. And Raba Amar Lo Patchinan. And Raba says no, we, we don't uh, we don't open up because it's a very big avera, because we're worried he's going to lie and say I'm not scared what you just told me. Uh, it could be he'll just say out of like he didn't want to be disrespectful to the rabbi. And the Gemara continues that Rav Kana Matne La Lehash Matita Bahaden Lishna. Rav Kana brought down the sugya, the way we just said it. However, Rav Taviyomeh Matnehachi Rav Taviyomeh brought it as follows: Besefa, the end of Rabbi Natan's words, where he said that a person who kept that vow, it's as if he gave a korban on the backyard mizbeach. Lopat Hinan, we don't open with that because that's a big avera. Because in case the guy doesn't really have regret and he's only regretting because he's in front of the rabbi, that would be a big lie. Beresha. But the first part where he said it's as if you built a backyard mizbeach, Abaya Marpat Hinan. Abaya says you open because it's not such a big deal. What's the problem building a mizbeach if you didn't give a korban in it? Rabba says no, you don't open up with that because it's still an avera. And the real halakha is lo 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 We don't use that to start an opening for an annulment. Not with the resha, with the bama, not the sefa, with the korban. We just don't. Uh, we don't use that. Again, when someone comes to us, we don't use what Shmuel used to use. The Amar Shmuel, even though a person keeps the vow, nikrasha, he's still considered a shah. And Amar Biabhu make it up from which pasuk do we learn this? Vechit achdal indor lo yehebechachet. When you stop vowing, then you won't have hataim. Meaning, if you continue vowing, you'll have hataim. Ve'aliv hadala hadala, and we're learning the gzara shava hadala hadala means stopping and stopping. Ketiv hachai over here it says kit achdal indor when you stop vowing. Ketiv vatam over there it says sham eshaim hadlu rogez. It says over there that Rishayim will stop uh, making anger. You see the word Hadlu, Hada, over here it says Kitahdal. Uh, what are we learning? That anyone who makes a vow is, is Rasha. In one Pasuk it says it about Nidarim, another Pasuk it says about Rishayim. And Amav Yosef, Avananda, we also have it in our Mishnah that a person who vows is called Rasha. Because we said, someone vows like the way the Kesherim do, he didn't say anything because Kesherim, normal kosher Jews, don't vow. However, if someone vowed like the way the Rishayim do, Nadar, and it works, Benazir, Korban, because the Rishayim are the ones who vow. And we did mention a person who vows in anger, that's a, that's a reason to open up a, a regret. 
So Amar Rabbi Shmuel Ben Nachmani Amar Rabbi Yochanan Kol Hakoyes If someone gets angry, call me Nen Gehinam Shaltin Nebo. Different types of Gehinam take over this person. Sheneemar Vehaser Kas Milibecha. The pasuk says to take away anger from your heart. Vehaver Ra'am Ibesarecha, and you'll move away bad things from your flesh. Vehen Ra'ay LeGehinam. And don't think that's bad as Gehinam Sheneemar Kol Pa'al Hashem Maneu. Vegam Rasha LeYom Ra'ad. Rasha will go to the day of bad. The bad is Gehinam. Belod. Now that Elisha Tachtoniyot Shaltotbo. Hemorrhoids will take over his body. His body gets heated up and then his stomach uh, doesn't have control anymore and it'll get hurt when it comes to intestines. When your heart is angry, it hurts your eyes, and it hurts your, your, your body, your nefesh. What hurts your eyes and hurts the soul, meaning a person is waiting to get healed and he's not. We're talking about uh, hemorrhoids, uh, intestinal diseases. And the Gemara tells a story, when Ola went from Babel to Israel, two people, Jewish people, from Mechuzah, uh, they came with him. Kam had One person got so angry, he shakted his friend. Amar the murderer told Ola, yeah, what after did I do right? And Amar and Ola told him, yeah. And even open up the area of the Shechita, make sure he's dead. And like the Ran said, he wanted him to pass away faster to get out of his misery. Or like the Rosh said, that Ola was trying to push him, meaning to show that he did good this way, he doesn't come after him. Maybe I strengthened the hand of the sinners. told him he didn't do anything wrong. Opposite, he saved your life. asked the question. How could it be that someone got so angry that he killed his friend? It says, when you go out to exile, Hashem is going to give you an angry heart in Babel. Okay, but not in Israel. When this happened, we didn't pass the Yarden yet. So we still weren't in Eretz Israel, and the anger was outside of Israel. But no one in Eretz Israel will get this angry that will kill his friend. And Amara Baba Rabuna, Kola Koyas, anyone who gets angry, I feel Shinaina Hashuva can ignore, even the Shina is not important to him. Shinemara Shaki Gova Po and Rashak gets angry. Bali Drosh, he doesn't think anymore. And Elohim Kolmizimota Vashem doesn't even come up on his mind. A person gets angry, forgets what he learned, Mosif Tipshut and gets a dumber. The anger rests in the chest of those who are imbeciles. The dam, and it says the imbecile just continues being dumber. And Rav Nachman by Itzhak Amar, a person who gets angry, anyone who gets angry, we know that his avonot are more than his mitzvot. A person who gets angry has a lot of avirot. And Amar Avada Beribi Hanina Il Male Hatu Israel of Bene Israel didn't sin. They would only receive the, the regular Torah plus Sefer Yeshua. Why? Because Sha'al Kashal Eretz Israel who? Because it's just the measurements in the areas of Eretz Israel.
My Tama, how do we know that? Because it says, Kibirov Chokmah, Rov Kaas. All that Chokmah from the Nevi'im is because of all the anger that HaKadosh Baruch Hu had towards us because we sinned. And Amara Vaseh, Eniskakin Lelohei Israel, we don't uh, come together to do Hatarat Nidarim for someone who swore in the name of Hashem, except for a person who swore that his wife is not going to have any benefit for him because she can invite Kisi, she stole his wallet. She hit my son, and then he ends up finding out that she didn't steal the money and she didn't hit the son. So it's like some sort of a mistake. And the Gemara brings a story. There was a woman who came in front of Ravasi. What do you swear? And she told him, Israel. I swore in the name of, Asha, of the God of Israel. He told her, He told her, If you just said Moshe um, Rabbeinu's name, which is just a nickname of a vow, I would have helped you. But hashtag de lona dat be mohiba. Now you didn't say Moshe's name, Ela Belo Israel, but Hashem's name, Lom is the Kina Lach. I cannot help you. Rav Kanai Kla Leber of Yosef. Rav Kana was by Rav Yosef's house. Amar Le and Rav Yosef said him, Lit Omor Midi, can you taste something? Amar Le and Rav Kana said, Lo, no. Mare Kula Lo Taim Le. I swear by the master of everything that I'm not tasting. And Amar Le and Rav Yosef told him, Lo, Mare Kula Lo Taimat Le. No, by, by the master of everything, Hashem, that you're not uh, tasting anything. So now, uh, what just happened over here? Why is he making him swear again? Why, why did he swear to him again? What exactly happened here? So, I understand what he said, that no, by the master of everything, I'm not tasting anything. I understand that. What was Rav Yosef saying? Why did he have to say no by the master of everything that uh, you're not eating? So Mark explains, no, this is what Rav Yosef tried to say. He was asking him in a question. Didn't you say the master of everything? Therefore, therefore you cannot taste anything. You can't taste anything because your swear is a swear and you said Hashem's name and we don't get together to annul a vow when you use the Hashem's name. And Amar Amar we open up a, a, a we, op, we open up to annul a vow with the regret that means if a person regrets that he did it then we do, we give him that annulment and we get together to do for a vow or a swear that Hashem's name was used and there's a famous run over here who says that it sounds like from the Gemara, no matter how much the guy swore, how strong, even if he held the Sefer on his end, we do annul that vow. Unlike the Gaon who said that you don't uh, annul a vow when someone grabbed onto something holy. And there's a Rabbeinu Hai Gaon who says today we are we do not annul vows just because of regret. Rather, you have to open up. Person has said, I didn't know this happened. I didn't have to know that happened. And we don't uh, we don't annul swears unless there's a mitzvah involved. And Mor Yehuda Gaon, he was machmir that even vows you only annul them if there's a mitzvah involved. And all this is with atarat hacham, but the husband could be matir a vow as he feels. And the Gemara says a story: Mishtabeh le Rabah le Rav Nachman be Rav Sechora. Rabah used to praise Rav Sechora in front of Rav Nachman, the Adam Gadol, that he's a great man. So Amar lo, so Rav Nachman told Rabah, okay, Kshiavu le Alchaviyah le Adi. When he, Rav Sechora comes, bring him here. I want to talk with him a little bit, see you know, how how his mind works. 
So when Rav Sahara got there, he had a vow that he needs to annul. Atalika made Rav Nachman. He came in front of Rav Nachman. And Rav Nachman started you know, with the openings. Did you think about this? Did you think about this? Did you vow about thinking this? I did have that in mind. What about this? He told them in yes, uh, I thought about that too. And Kama Zimnin, and this was going back and forth a few times. Ikpad Rav Nachman, Rav Nachman got upset. Amar le zilik He told him go back home. The fact of Sehora, Sehora left. Upatach pitchal and Avshe, and he opened an opening for himself. We learned to be Omer Ezohi Derech Eshrashi Aborlo Adam. What is the straight path a person should choose? Kol sheitifert leosea vitifert lo min haAdam. If it's something that is glorious for HaKadosh Baruch Hu and for people, meaning the people look at you and they say, that's beautiful. Now, Rav Nachman, I got upset about my vow. I didn't make a vow that the rabbi is going to get upset at me. He ended up allowing his own neder, he annulled his own vow. Meaning he went to another rabbi and the rabbi did have to for him. And the Chorah, we don't, uh, we don't, we don't annul a vow by something that happened later. It's only if it was something that happened at the time of the vow or before, not that something happened later. So the Ran explains that Rav Nachman getting upset for something like this was something that was a given at the time of the vow, and therefore he could have he could use that. Rav Sehora could have used Rav Nachman if I knew that when I, at the time that uh, I made the vow that Rav Nachman was going to get upset, and he, usually he would have gotten upset at, at a vow like this, then I never would have vowed. Then you could do Hadar and Darim. And we're going to stop right here. Baruch Hashem Le'olam. Amen. Ve'amen.